Okay, all right. Here is here it is. We're doing it. Episode number one seventeen. One hundred and seventeen. One hundred and seventeen of the No Laugh Track podcast. Thank you to Circle of Heat for letting us play their music there at the beginning. If you haven't yet, please leave a review, comment, all that stuff on iTunes, and you know, like us on Facebook. Uh, Yelp. It, it. It'll make you feel good. Yelp. Yelp. Give us a good Yelp review. <laughs> Get on Yelp. <laughs> Get on Yelp, goddammit. That voice is not me. That's not me, Justin. That is Brooks Whelan, who is the guest this week. Guest on this podcast. On this podcast, no laugh track. No laugh track. Acme's You guys podcast. should put a laugh track on there. Just a, just a roaring laugh track throughout the whole podcast. Well, uh, most it actually syncs up perfectly to most episodes of the Brady Bunch. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like that Pink Floyd uh, Wizard of Oz thing. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. You've never suspected. No. No. Not at all. Where are we at? Probably towards the end of the song. (laughs) Right. Where everybody's looking at each other. Hey, look at him. Look at him. Oh, look at him. She's looking at him. I'm in my square. That's crazy. Well, you know, let's let's try to keep that on track. Exactly. Do we pause during commercials or do we just guess what a commercial was at that time? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love, I don't know, Ovaltine. Yeah. It would be a vintage commercial, so uh, Madge putting her hands in the uh, Paul Malov and telling him, yeah. your hands are soft. For me, a vintage commercial is zestfully clean. Zestful? You're not fully clean. Yeah, unless you're zestfully clean, yeah. but I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> no? That's probably early 90s versus when were the Brady Bunch on the 1800s? Yeah, I think so. Alice just kicked the bucket. Whoa, so. she'd have been like 190. She, she was 190. Well, that's cool. That's correct. So here we are. You're in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis. Day two. Day two. Did a show last night, a Tuesday. Uh, the best Tuesday show I've ever done. Also, the only one, really, I think I've ever done. <laughs> that's not just like a L.A. or New York, you know, or a one-night gig. Yeah, I, I hear uh, a lot of clubs don't even bother with Tuesdays. No, no. None bother with Wednesdays, even. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I, I, a rare, I always try to get out of Sunday. What? Who wouldn't? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know. I'm always like, I cannot do this, and then I'll just be like, I, got I just can't. And I really, I can't. I'll go crazy. It's an extra day in a city. Yeah. That show's never great. No. It's like, get out on a high note. Don't they try to pitch it sometimes as it's like the uh, service industry night or something? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just am like, I gotta go. Yeah. I, I, I'm losing uh, my mind. I personally, I don't want to do anything on Sunday night. That's, you know. I mean, I'll do a sh- I don't mind doing comedy on Sunday night, but I don't want to be stuck in a city for another night. Mm-mm. Like, it's a full day. I get back on Monday versus Sunday. I made that mistake. Uh, my buddy and I, I went to my first NASCAR race. Yeah? Which and one? Where was this? It was in Indianapolis. We went this Ooh. summer. Um, I've never had any, any interest in NASCAR. I'm not a car guy. I couldn't give a sh- two shits less. Right. However, we got free tickets, so I ended up going. It's fun. I've been to them. Yeah. Super fun to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun to go yeah. to. Uh, did, did you go to Indy? No, I went to Michigan. Okay. My here's a fun fact. My dad won the world's biggest Tony Stewart fan contest. What? He's the biggest Tony Stewart fan in the world. Um, not joking. He like it was a contest you entered. He just he did a, a rough year, by the way. Your dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was like, how do you feel since your idol murdered someone? He's like, yeah, yeah. You don't. You know. He's like, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, he took a photo of like all of his Tony Stewart memorabilia, won the contest, flew. They flew him to Indianapolis to play cards with Tony Stewart. No, no. Yes, that's how big of a fan. That's how legitimate this contest was. That he won. So yeah, so he digs NASCAR. Uh, and I went with him to a race one time. It was really fun, but I think I was in like eighth grade and there was just a girl that was like you know, twenty feet away, that was like, "I'll show you my tits for a beer," and yeah. everyone was like, "Okay." And then it was just me and my dad, both like not tr- looking, but really kind of looking. And right. then I, my older brothers were like, "Look at those tits!" Like, <laughs> it's a wild place. Wow, I, but it didn't rub off on you. You're not a no. I don't think you become the like you know. Maybe you pick the I, I don't know who's the opposite of Tony. Like, it's not like I. It's not guy. like I disliked it. I just not gonna watch it. I'm not really a big sports guy. Yeah, I like college wrestling. 
That's about it. That's an talk about an Iowa thing. Yeah, very Holy Iowa. Shit, are you, yeah, that's an Iowa thing. Yeah, I grew up in Iowa, and then you leave Iowa and don't realize that makes you weird as fuck yeah. to a lot of people. Oh yeah, uh, I mean if. If you just walked off the street and I had no idea who you were and you said my favorite sport is probably college wrestling, I'd say, yeah. you're from Iowa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so you went to... So I went to Indianapolis. Indianapolis. We, we did the weekend thing, drove down, had a blast. Uh, not the party atmosphere that I was... I was expecting more. So I'm a little disappointed in the NASCAR crew. Really? Minneapolis? I mean, the Michigan one was batshit crazy. Yeah, no, this wasn't. We... We're told years previous had been a lot better. But we thought, you know, well, if we're going to go to this race, it's, you know, the big race was on a Sunday that we're not going to drive, get hammered all day and then drive back to Minneapolis. We're going to spend the night, you know, one more last night in Indianapolis. Agreed. Good call. Okay. Yeah. Well, as soon as that race ended, that place was a freaking ghost town. There was nothing, nothing going on. Yeah. But at least you didn't have to drink and drive. True. Yeah. No, we made it home safe. No one got in trouble. Yeah, and you're with your friends. I'm talking about like finishing a Saturday show, then just being alone in Cleveland for another day. <laughs> There's a difference between like, I guess I'll go back to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I feel enough. like one day was enough there. <laughs> All right. Okay. There's Lake Erie again. Yeah. Get me out of there. You know, I have to say that when we were uh, joking about the, uh, when you said uh, Zest, they're actually, I watched the uh, NASCAR race this weekend, and there was a kick-ass Zest car. Really? Yeah. Making a comeback. It's making a comeback. Surge and Zest. <laughs> My buddy was like, I think I really like that Zest car. Like, yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> well, that's cool. I haven't seen a NASCAR race in, I don't know, a decade. Yeah, well, I just started getting into them, and uh, it's they're fun. They're so relaxing. I completely understand why my dad enjoyed it. He worked. He like managed a car dealership and would work fucking ninety hours, and then Sunday, it's like a thing. You just get to sit there and fucking chill too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just to, you just completely chill and watch this fucking race. So the t- so in Iowa, you're growing up. The TV on Sunday is on uh, NASCAR, not football. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, no, not a big football family at all. None of me and my brothers, none of us played football. Because I was going to ask you, you know, it always like with, with people like you're in a state that doesn't really have these professional teams. Do you, a lot of, you know, people in Iowa, a lot of Bears fans yeah, or Vikings fans, some. I'm a Dolphins fan, but very, you know, it's just I like Dan Marino. Iowa, I, every Saturday, Iowa football was on. Yeah. Love college football. Yeah. Because you know we don't have a pro teams. Love college football. College sports are big in Iowa because mm-hmm. that's all we have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sunday NASCAR would be on, and we lived like out in the woods, so we mostly would be fu- on Sunday. We would chop wood because we had a fireplace, so we just fucking chop wood to heat our house in the winter. Because we had like a, we had electric heat, but like <laughs> my parents were like, it's cheaper to yeah, like yeah. chop down trees and fucking heat our house that way so and i did, I was the youngest so i didn't even get to like use the axe oh. all i got to do was carry wood C- collect the wood yeah because oh. my older brothers got to do the axe work. i was i was gonna ask so what has that uh, skill led to anything and you know being able to wield an axe but obviously they didn't let you touch no it. i got to take a hatchet out into the woods sometimes which is crazy to like have like a six-year-old and be like all right see you later i'm like i'm gonna go chop shit down <laughs> like just disappear into the woods Congratulations, Brooks. You've moved up from the rake. You now get a yeah, exactly. hatchet. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, because my mom just grew up on a farm. And I think since we didn't live on a farm, she was like, I still want him to do as much work as I had to on a farm in the 50s. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. Night, Ma. Yeah, exactly. Night, Pa. Yeah. Um, whatever. Yeah. So that's where I grew up, I guess. Uh, how about Minnesota? History in Minnesota? kind of history um, you have here? I drove, when I was 19, I drove up here to try out for Last Comic Standing. Um, Jeez, and then, what season was that about? Oof, I don't know. It um, was like early, it was like 2006 or seven. Yeah. I drove up here with my friend Chris Schlichting, who was another Iowa comic, and uh, we got super drunk the night before and slept through it the next day. Totally didn't go at all, and then just had a sad drive back to Iowa. So that's the only other time I came up here. And also, at the same time, I had maybe four minutes of material. And in my mind, I was like, if I make it on, I'll write a new 30. Like, that's what I thought. I was like, if I really have to, I could headline. Like, I'll I'll figure it out. If I need to, I could do it. Yeah. Not yet. I was like, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. 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 (laughs) 
They just had a... Uh, Actually, I need to ask her on after we're done recording her. I want to know all the names. They had the uh, showcase here last week. Oh, cool. Last Comic Standing Showcase. And I've heard some of the names. They've already been asked to uh, go to the next step. I think some filming in New York or cool. audition in New York. Or yeah. So. I know last year was all in L.A. A lot of my L.A. comic friends were on it. Yeah, think, there, was a, there was a large contingency of uh, they, Minneapolis comics. I think most of them had a bad experience. <laughs> I think most all of them had a bad experience. I saw a... Uh, uh, I was looking at your Twitter feed. I saw you had a picture with, uh, oh God, now I forget his name. Eddie oh, Vedder? No, I did see that one, but That's it was the, the, no, the, uh, the comic that had the, that who Roseanne oh, hated. Oh, Ben Kronberg. Yeah. yeah, he's, that's not even a bad experience. He got a lot of traction out of that. We, I sure. was just in, uh, I was doing an Omaha comedy festival and I know Ben really well. And this is when I was still a cast member on SNL. So things were going well. I mean, things are still going fine, but he was like, you know, hey, we, you know, he got that thing going of like fuck off Ben because Roseanne was like fuck you. Mm-hmm. Also, dude, yeah, I, I was mad. I just I don't like people who judge art. Yeah, at all. Yeah, I just am like, what? Okay, you're telling me what's funny, Roseanne. You haven't done stand up. You know, I don't want to shit on Roseanne. <laughs> I mean, she's I respect her, but like, come on, don't don't tell people they're not funny. Yeah. But I, that's what the, that's what the gig is. I just don't like the voice. I don't like American. I don't like judging. I don't like celebrity judges. It's like no, just make art. Don't tell people how to do it. However, if you were offered a paycheck to judge, nope, would not do it. Really? Absolutely not. Really? No fucking way. Ever. 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 Wow. Yeah. Standards. Yeah, man. No way. Nice. I'm not gonna judge contests. <laughs> I'm gonna be a comedian. <laughs> what about host? Uh, I hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> really hope it doesn't come to that. I would host like a like a travel show. I have nothing against hosting, you know, by any means. And also, you know, I'm not Jay Moore hosted. Jay Moore is great. Jay Moore is the best. And JB Smooth hosts. He's great. I'm not shitting on the hosts at all. And I'm not shitting on the judges. It's just something I don't want to do. Yeah. Or, you know, necessarily super respect. But. Um, hosting is totally fine. I really like the hosts, and I I would never say no to that. So let's uh, let's get into the SNL at, at a part of your career, sir. Sure. Did you watch the uh, premiere? Do you have any interest in watching? Um, I watch. I'm, I'm really good friends with Michael Che, who I wrote with at the show a lot. Yeah. So I watched the update part with him, and I was just like, "Hey, man, great job." Yeah. But I didn't watch anything else. Okay. No, no desire. Yeah. How did uh, let's go back? So like you were on for one season. How did a you, season a, a season? Yeah. How do you? How did you ever hear that it, there was an opportunity to get on? Um, I had submitted a tape like in like two thousand eleven or twelve, like a really weird tape because I can't do characters or, or impressions. So I submitted a tape that was just like my impressions. You know, they usually get like you know. You know, uh, whatever, whoever, like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Mark Wahlberg, right? Like people doing those, right? And mine were like Jake the Snake Roberts auditioning to be a children's birthday clown, and like Adolf Hitler if he liked troll dolls, and like Gallagher teaching stand up. Those were my three impressions, and they were like, "This is fucking weird." Yeah, uh, yeah. But like they kind of remembered it, and then you know I didn't get an audition that year, and then they saw me uh, in Montreal at the comedy festival oh, okay. there. And then uh, had me audition uh, in L.A. And like Lauren Michaels was at that one. And it went great. I didn't take it serious whatsoever. That probably helped. Yeah, absolutely. To just be like, this is insane. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Whatever. So just went on, like didn't care, had a great set, and then flew out to New York and auditioned there again. I was like, holy, what? This is all so insane. Was that audition on the, like at the yeah, Rock? We're the, yeah, where the host does the monologue. You roll out, you say your name, you do five minutes. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I was like, this is the coolest thing that's happened. Yeah, I want to put, so is Lorne Michaels, the man, is he sitting there watching that? Yeah, him and the producers are sitting there. They're really quiet. Yeah. Like, I remember I came in after a break. They had a break of, I think like 20 people were auditioning, like in New York at that time. And I was goofing around. I was going into like, you stay like, now there's there, you stay where, you know, in the cast dressing rooms yeah. and you know, people are freaking out. And I was like, this ain't going to happen. Like, and I was just going into people's yeah. dressing rooms and be like, Hey, what's up, man? I'm Brooks. This is crazy. Right. And they were like, <laughs> get out. I'm trying to focus. Uh, <laughs> nice. And then, yeah. And then I went and did it. I remember like I could hear somebody 
maybe probably Lauren, I don't know. Somebody was eating popcorn loudly during my set. I was ah. just I heard like, and I was like, whoa, this is bad. Like, and I just did stand up. I did like a couple real dumb, dumb, dumb characters, like at the very end, just to show them. I'm, I don't think characters are stupid. Like, I'm not above Got doing it. characters, yeah, yeah. but they were really dumb characters. It was like, one of them I wrote driving to the audition was a guy who is convinced the website's boogle.com. And then he just goes, I'm pretty sure it's Boogle. That was it. Like, that was that character. <laughs> so I just did a stand-up. And then they, um, I thought it went terribly because nobody laughed. I thought it went so badly. So I bailed and went back to my hotel um, and was like, I got to get out of here. Just like packing my stuff to get out of New York, get back to L.A. Because I was like, that was a, that was a terrible experience. Yeah. And then I got a call. They were like, stick around. I was like, What? And then uh, they hired, they called me when I was back in L.A. After Then you hang around and meet some of the producers and, like, Joe, who's the head writer, who's, like, the coolest guy ever. Okay, yeah. Um, and then I went back to L.A. and then I got a call that's like, hey, come, you're going to come work at the show. We don't know in what capacity. Oh. Since I didn't do any characters or impressions. You know, they don't know how to write for me, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're like, so come, you're going to be a writer. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I was a writer there for the first three weeks, which you write all the commercial parodies. And then, uh, and then Lauren just called me in his office and he's like, we're going to put you in the cast. And then I was like in the cast. That was like the Friday before the show started. It was really crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. And then, you know, I had like a, you know, good first like four weeks. I was having fun. I got to do an update. I did this cool sketch that like some people, some funny people wrote called Emeth, and I did. This, that one's super funny. Yeah. Right? Th- got this other sketch on that I wrote called Critter Control, where me and Ed Norton are murdered by possums and pulled into a wall. Oh, I didn't see that one. It's my favorite thing, man. Oh, damn it. Yeah, fully murdered by possums. <laughs> tricked by them. Or like, oh, what's that in your paw? Oh, my God, it's a knife. Like, killed by possums. It's so fun. <laughs> and I was like, I was feeling pretty good. Yeah. And then I think I had like 10 weeks where I wasn't, I didn't get any sketches like on. And it, that was... A, it got real low for now, me. Now, who talks about like uh, when you're showing up for work then and you're not getting on, your sketches aren't getting on, or you're not being included? Right. Who starts, you know, are, do you start going up to people like, what the fuck's going on? Or people like, dude, don't worry, it's cool, you know, hey, just stick in there. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I was bumming. You know, it's tough to, you know, work. You you work a lot. Like, the, it's it really stinks. I had um, four of my sketches out of like four of four sketches got cut for time, which means they're, they made it through dress rehearsal, which is impossible. And then they're in the live show and they're going to like close the show. Yeah. Uh, and then four times they got like grabbed and like at like 1250 and they're like, Hey, no time. We're out of time. Your sketch got cut. And like, that was like the biggest punch in the stomach. Cause I'd been up, you know, it's like an 80 hour work week, you know, not insane, but like you work a lot. You're there working on this sketch and then at the last second it's like i have nothing to show for this week that i did and then you have to go wave goodnight and pretend to be happy with that smile i did not have a smile very often i think it was very transparent i was bummed oh no at like waving goodnights i can't fake it i'd just be like yeah i would just stand in the back and be like all right okay next week you know it's tough like that was it was like a it was a fucking emotional i was an emotional wreck and i thought like i thought i was done uh, I thought I was done crying as an adult. <laughs> oh, no. Like I thought I was like, ah, I think I'm done crying. And then at SNL, I think it was like twice where I just like, it, it would get like, you know, the rug pulled out the last second yeah. and then just like walk into a bathroom and cry. I was oh, like, no. what am I doing? I'm a man. No, yeah. no. Yeah. It was tough, man. What um, were the, uh, oh, man, I have so many questions. What were the, uh, when did you move out there like right before you, I got called on a Wednesday and they were like, you're going to start writing. Um, Tuesday in, you, you live in New York Tuesday I have nowhere to live They give you a hotel uh, But it's a bummer hotel Yeah it's, it's right next to 30 Rock Which is in you know Midtown Which is not a fun place Yeah I took um, the tour About 20 years ago Yeah So you know I tried to get out of that hotel As soon as possible I moved into like a rat hole In Alphabet City Where I still live Oh Yeah <laughs> It sucks It's a nightmare Is there a doorman? No, I mean, unless you count the woman who has a sword who hangs out in the street. <laughs> there was a woman in the street with a fucking sword on Monday. 
and I feel like everyone was way too cool with it. Yeah. Like no one said it. Like I walked past her and was just like, <laughs> nice sword. How no. was she? How was she carrying it? She just was. She was like leaning on it, but it's a real fucking sword. Like I live like kitty corner to a methadone clinic, so it's a it's a lot of it's a cast Whoa. of characters out yeah. there. Yeah, that sounds like a sitcom right there. In oh for sure, a bad sitcom. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's where I live uh, still. But it's not a great place. It's kind of a. I need to move out of a hotel. This will do for now. Yeah, and then it used. To, now I'm there like over a year. Like. It has a window at the end of... I live in a hallway, kind of. It sucks. Narrow. Long and narrow, huh? Long and narrow, one window, and it has bars over it. <laughs> and it's on the 20th floor. So it's on no the second floor, which is, you know, great. So I can really hear the street at night while people scream. Do you have a car out there? No, no car. No. Yeah. That's probably why you're excited to get one tomorrow here, huh? I have one. Yeah, I, li- I really... What I don't like about New York, I love Los Angeles. I was there for like four and a half years. And I really love uh, California more than anything. I like being able to drive and see California. I yeah. love traveling and camping. And I feel very trapped in New York, like not having a car. Like I, you can get a car, but to leave New York, you need, you know, you need to plan. You're like, okay, I got to go rent a car. I got I to gotta reserve that. You know, like you can't just be like, I'm out. Like in yeah. California, you can be like, I'm done. I'm going to the desert yeah. and just go hang out in the desert for a few days, which I would do all of the time nice. to go like breathe and be like, you're okay. You're like, yeah. <laughs> in New York, is not, there's not a lot of places to go just breathe. It's very, very busy. So uh, let's go back here now. So. What uh, is what did you expect being on SNL that totally did never happen? To be fucking Will Ferrell. <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought I was going to crush that. Yeah. Absolutely gonna, positive I was going to do great. I'm going to be Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell. I wanted to be Sandler, man. I yeah. just wanted to roll on update. That's all I wanted to do my whole life was, I mean, you know, it's like a thing you watch SNL when you're little. Mm-hmm. You're like, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. And then, you know, you grow up and you realize like, that's not, that doesn't happen. Right. Uh, so it like, you know, dropped from a possibility for me. And then it came back and I was like, holy cow, it's happening. And then I got to roll on update as me and it went, it went great. I got to do two of them. That's what I really was like trying to do all season was updates. I think I probably wrote like 20 weekend update pieces and got like two, got to do two. Yeah. It was a bummer. I really feel like that's where I needed to be at the show. So who has the final word of the thumbs down on that stuff? I mean, it's like, it's a whole, you know, this is a gauntlet to get through. Yeah. You know, it's tough. I'm not going to point any fingers no 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 but you know just uh, you know a gauntlet also you know maybe my updates weren't the best but i still feel like if they would have i wanted more uh at bats at update for sure sure because i think i would have done i think it would have went great put me in coach absolutely that's basically what i was screaming Uh hey uh so now that you uh, have you know met lauren michaels and worked with them and all that do you Mike Myers' impression of him, like as Doctor Evil. Do you? <laughs> I mean, everybody who meets him, when it's like a guy that when you talk about, in in, you never know what he's thinking. So it's like a thing often where you know you you talk about what you feel like he's thinking, which is like, oh, I don't know, Brooks. You know, Brooks doesn't get to do it. You know, it's just how you, it works around there. And it's such a thing. Like it'd be weird if you didn't give him. A voice when you talked about yeah, yeah. like how he thinks. Uh-huh. It's like a weird thing. <laughs> but everybody has one. Yeah. You know? I love it. Yeah. And, you know, some people are more real than other, like, is very accurate, you know? Mm. Um, and then some people is more Ooh. cartoony. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's definitely exaggerated. Of course. Dr. Evil's definitely exaggerated, but <laughs> it's there. Yeah. I just you know that's such an iconic movie character so iconic yeah and there's the guy it's based on right in front of you yeah absolutely and like yeah mine was you know i was just kind of fired so mine isn't like super flattering <laughs> it's just like brooks doesn't work here like which is you know but that's mine i <laughs> so i had an idea for you you should try to get on like there's some other uh, shows, long running shows that you could get on and just do a year. Oh yeah, yeah. Meet the press. Meet the press. Okay. How about sixty minutes? Done. Let's get let's get me in there. The Simpsons. Sure. Can I play myself, not a cartoon? Um. I just want to be on like how Nick Arcade used to do it, 
where I, it's just a real person oh, in yeah, front yeah. of a cartoon. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. How about Law and Order SVU? Sure. Can I be a cartoon in that one? <laughs> yes. Perfect. Yes. Uh, Ice T is kind of a cartoon, so that works. No, I want like a genuine, real cartoon, like a Simpsons cartoon, for that one. Sesame Street. There's another one. You could do one year in Sesame Street. I won't Street. do that. No. No. Nope. No. South Park. Oh, I wish. That's my favorite show of all yeah. time. Yeah. Did you watch the Redskins one? It's the best. Yeah. That show is so perfect. It is. It's. Uh, they were last Sunday. I didn't. I never watched it. Uh, the Simpsons and the Family Guy had that mashup. Right. I tried to watch it. Um, I couldn't find it, which I'm sure just means I was too drunk or something. I bet I, it's the easiest thing in the world to find. I uh, my thought on it is I never asked for that. They kept promoting it like it's what you've always asked for. I I, I didn't ask for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't need them together. I bet it was funny. I don't. Yeah, I don't need them together. You know what I? You know what? Working at Saturday Night Live made me appreciate comedic writing so much that it made me. It took me in, like thinking The Simpsons was good to realizing it's amazing. Like real, the, all the little the little things that are written into that show. Everything is funny. It made me appreciate that show so much because writing comedy, I'd never never really done it. So I was going to ask until no? I got yeah. I'd never written a sketch till I got SNL. Never been in it like re- I've been in like a sketch that I made myself. But like yeah, and then you just realize like oh, it's the small things that I really find funny. The little throwaways. Yeah, yeah. Did you do acting growing up at all? Any? No, no. I went to college and was a biomedical engineer. Yeah, in LA. I heard that for four years before I got. I was still working in the lab when I got hired. Like I got called while I was in the lab and was like, "You work for SNL." I was like, "Okay, let me quit this job real quick." It was crazy. Mom and dad were cool with that. I think so. I think they were fine to quit my job to go be on Saturday Night Live. They were like, "Okay, <laughs> that one's great." It wasn't that like education, I, though. Oh, dude, come on! <laughs> you you would have to be you'd have to be like the town from Footloose to not appreciate <laughs> what had happened. <laughs> I don't think that was in Iowa, was it? I don't know. I don't know where it was. I never. I've never seen it. I, 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 it's, it's been too, way too long. It might have been Iowa. It's a town in the Midwest, I know. I, I think it was. I don't know. We'll save it for the Footloose podcast. <laughs> yes, that's, uh, I'm recording that at 5 o'clock today with the cast of the uh, first one and the most recent one. Kevin Bacon's going to be Zach here? And Zac Efron. Oh, my Yeah, they're going to be here. Oh, I forgot Zac Efron did one. That guy seems cool. I like that guy. I'm being sincere. Oh, okay. He just seems like a cool dude. Um, I got, I wrote out or I printed out, I printed out the internet here right in front of me. I got the whole thing. I've, I've wow. I thought there would be more. No, this is it. This is everything that's important on the internet. I printed it all out. I'm going to, uh, I, I printed out the, uh, the season 39. Oh man. Oh, I don't know. Okay. We'll see. No, no, no. This is going to be uh, just, uh, I'm going to throw out some names of like people that it, uh, might be interesting if you have any comments like on that show or okay, sure. meeting these people or yeah, anything. Yeah, totally. Yeah? You can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just was fired. It's tough to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little bummed about getting fired, you know? So it's like, hey, when I come in here and talk about your dead mom. She just died. Oh. Uh, let's give it a month, man. All right, go ahead, Ouch. though. Should I be wearing black? No, but I'm just saying, man, I don't want to make my legacy. I mean, I, I love stand-up comedy. Let's talk about how Mitch Hedberg recorded his album here. The greatest album of all time, man. Mitch all together. That's your favorite? Yeah. Yeah? It's so fucking Let's good. Let's talk about that. What else? Uh, I mean, I just really love Mitch Hedberg, and the fact that he fucking performed here is makes me really admire Acme. What city was he born in? I think he's, I mean, he's from Minnesota. I don't Saint know Paul. what city. Yeah. Me too. Man. That's great. Me too. All right, let's do the season 39 stuff. This is going to be weird. It'll be painless, I promise. Okay, cool. I, I absolutely promise. I mean, I don't mind talking about it at all. It's It was a cool experience. That was terrifying. <laughs> well, here's here's the, here's one I really want to bring up. And you, you mentioned it briefly, that E-Meth commercial. Yeah, it was you, written by Zach Cannon, Chris Kelly, and Sarah Schneider. You, funny writers. Uh, by the end of it, uh, appear to have no clothes on. Yep, nude pants. <laughs> I had nude pants on. That was that was the first sketch I ever. I got hired and was in nude pants within forty eight hours. It was crazy. Like it was like hi, oh hello, Keenan Thompson. I'm Brooks. I'm in the cast now. He's the nicest person I've ever met in my life. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the best guy. I was watching uh, uh, 
you did a let's see one of the skits you were in was a um, what was it family feud and he yep. was steve harvey he's so funny holy yeah. fuck does he nail steve harvey he's great to a t he's the he's the best person on the show and everyone on the show would agree with that really for sure yeah it's probably why he's been around so long huh yeah he's the best don't burn any bridges there that's good that's good uh well let, let's let me just go at it this way do you get did you ever get starstruck meeting people do you care about that stuff um, the only time i got starstruck was when pearl jam played fallon and i went down to the sixth floor and met eddie vetter that was the only time i got like oh, hi hi sir that was great yeah it was great. I also met Judd Apatow that day, and then Judd entered. I was not starstruck meeting Judd, who makes the movies I love yeah. and would love to be a part of. Right, right. The guy that is like makes the best comedies. I'm like, oh hey, how's it going? And then he shows me a guy I have nothing in common with. Just I like his music, yeah. and I crumbled. I was like, hey, hi, Eddie Vedder. That was the only one I really freaked out. About. And okay, and then I think I saw the picture on Twitter. Describe yeah. that, please. Well, then I. My hands were shaking, and I was like, Judd, can you, I never get photos with people because, you know, I don't, it's, I don't care. Yeah. Except for, I was like, Eddie, I better, I can't please get a photo with Everybody's you. got an exception to that rule. He was so, he's so nice. And, like, he can tell, you know, that, like, I genuinely, like, this guy digs my, like, likes my music and yeah. is nervous right now. Yeah. And I was like, uh, I had Judd, I go, Judd, who I just met, can you take this photo? So I made him take the photo of me and Eddie, but my hands were shaking. I couldn't unlock my phone. So that was embarrassing. I was like, oh, come on. Uh, I unlocked it, and then Judd took the photo and cropped me out of the photo entirely. What it was the- so funny. <laughs> He's like, here, what do you think? And it was just my arm around Eddie Vedder. And then I was like, ha, 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 please again. Like, please do that again. And then he took it better. So that was the only time I got real starstruck. And then I got to, like, talk with Eddie Vedder for, like, 20 minutes. He was the nicest guy ever. How about... uh I think she's got to be the most one of the most beautiful women in the world, and she was on SNL last year. Uh, Charlize Theron. Oh yeah, she was like so beautiful. Um, my impressions of hosts are based entirely around how my episode was, you know. So I, I don't have a lot of interaction with hosts if I didn't get a sketch on. I didn't get a sketch on, so I never really got to meet Charlize. I mean, you do get to meet her. I don't even remember what sketch I wrote with for her that week. That's how bad it. You know, I don't remember what the sketch was. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but she was, you know, strikingly beautiful and, uh, incredibly nice. Yeah. Everybody who hosts that show was so nice, you know, cause they're all like, this is crazy. And we're like, yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> we're the same. Yeah. We feel yeah. the same way. Yeah. 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 Right on. Did anybody give you advice before you started that? Like people that had been on the show? No, I'd never known anybody who'd been on the show. I didn't know anybody going in. Knew no one. How I about knew, when you got there? Did I know anybody? No, did anybody like, hey, just do this? And- no, that show does not tell. It's just like, all right, let's go. And then you figure it out slowly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I knew people who had auditioned. Yeah. Which, you know, when I found out I was going to New York to audition, it was a crazy comedy story. I was just in... Uh, I was in this restaurant in Los Feliz, which is like this little town right outside of West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got a call that I was auditioning and I was sitting next to Paul F. Tompkins, even though I'd never met him. Like I was just waiting for my other friend. Hilarious Paul F. Tompkins. So funny. Yeah. And I got the call. I was like, oh, well, okay, I'm flying to New York to I just for SNL. And I was like hung up and I just go to like Paul F. Tompkins. I was like, hey, Paul F. Tompkins, I'm Brooks. Uh, I'm auditioning for SNL. And he was like, that's great. And then I went outside. And uh, John LaJoy was walking by, who I think is so funny. And I'd met a couple times. I was like, hey, John, Brooks, what's up? I'm on Dishonor Snow. He's like, oh, that's great. And then I was walking to my car, and Nick Kroll was having like dinner. What the hell? Yeah. And this is all within oh, 50 yards of each other. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Nick, I kind of know him a little bit. I was just like, I'm on Dishonor Snow. And he, his advice was like, don't go over five minutes. And I was like, okay. And that was like really the only advice yeah. going in. Jeez, you got to hook up with Get on their show, man. You ever watch The League? I love the, the show league, for sure. Yeah. Oh, so funny. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the audition, the, you know, TJ Miller called and gave me some great advice about auditioning. He's like the dude I really look up to. Yeah. He's good. He's, he's really great. And, uh, you know, but then once you get the show, nobody's like, look, this is how it works. Like, it's just like, all right. They sat me down the day I got there and they're like, all right, write two commercial parodies. And then left. I was like, ha, ah, what, how do I turn my computer on? <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Fuck. 
and I, what think what you know I am a little I didn't have a great first half of the season I loved the second half of the season I think I got you know the final like six episodes got like six sketches to dress or something like and was fully like I I think I get it like I'm figuring out how to write sketches better you know what fits the show better yeah um so i was excited to start to figure it out and then when i didn't get to go back i was like dang i wish i figured it out a little earlier man but whatever yeah it'll lead you know what that's good practice for the next thing that is, <laughs> the right? next yeah the next sketch show i don't do well no 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 <laughs> uh wow. wow 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 um what else was i gonna get to here mm, i don't know i don't know oh i know i know you, according to IMDb, gets, are you in some sort of movie? What's stereotypically yours? Oh, man. I, I don't mean... Yeah, it was a movie I filmed this summer. It was just a movie. It's a, a small part. Yeah. Um, my favorite joke I had was, if this goes to... A, it's called Stereotypically You. Uh, my favorite joke I had was, what if we get a sequel in it and it's called Stereotypically You 2 and then it's just you 2 playing on a Dublin roof? And we're like, ugh. <laughs> Stereo. That's oh, of course. U two plays there. <laughs> so that's what I got. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a movie. It'll come out. Love it. Yeah, love it. How did you? Uh, let's go back. Iowa. How did you? When did you get out of Iowa? How did you get out of Iowa? I started comedy there when I was nineteen, and I went to the university. I was going to the University of Iowa, and uh, I graduated. I'd spent some time in Chicago and Kansas City in the summers, like going and I was driving all over the place to do shows everywhere, doing one nighters. So it was like three years in, um, but like three years of like getting up once or twice a week, you know, like really struggling. And then uh, I got a degree in biomedical engineering and just looked for jobs in New York and L.A. What did you want to what did you want to do with that? Um, I don't I mean, when I was like 18, I was like, I'll be a doctor. And so I was like, you get this as an undergrad, then you go to grad school. Then I did stand up comedy and I was like, I'm going to be a comedian. So I never furthered that career. Yeah. I just got that degree. And used it, found a job in um, L.A. And, like, took my last final, got really drunk, and then drove to Los Angeles in the morning. Wow. Yeah. And then moved to Huntington Beach because I thought – I was, like, 22. Moved to Huntington Beach because I thought that was L.A. It's not. It's very far from okay. L.A. It's, like, an hour. <laughs> uh, and I, like, moved – drove to Huntington Beach, walked into a surfboard shop, and was like, one surfboard, please – fucking bought and the guy was like all right uh 750 dollars i was like deal like i think that is a total rip uh <laughs> drug it to my apartment on the beach and was like that's as 11 yeah. like and then lived in huntington beach for a year commuting up to la every day i mean every night i had a day job in irvine at a, as a biomedical engineer and i was slowly went crazy because i would I would go to work at like seven in the morning, get off work at like four, sit in traffic, take like two and a half, three hours to get up to LA in traffic, <sighs> hang around mics uh, and shows, get home around two in the morning and then go to sleep by like two thirty three, and then wake up at seven. I did that for two years and like went crazy and got fired yeah. from my job because okay. I, was, I was really slacking. Yeah. Um, then I moved up to West Hollywood. And, you know, then things were great because I was just so much more in the scene. And, like, the first two years weren't a ton of fun because, you know, moving to a new city, getting into it, weren't a ton of fun. Third year I was there, it was really fun. Me and my friends started clicking. Like, it was, like, going well. We're all doing comedy that's actually saying something. You know, we're, like, not telling jokes anymore. We're, like, being ourselves on mm -hmm. stage. Like, that transition. Oh, sure, yeah. Go from being, you know, writing jokes to just going up and talking. Yeah. That's, like, we were all flip going through that where, you know, it was really cool. And then the fourth year was when, when shit, like, really started happening. I was working at Caltech. I got a job there as an engineer. And that's when shit was, like, great. Like, that was the year I got, like, Comedy Central's, like, 10 comics to watch and got to go to, like, the South Beach Festival and Montreal uh, and the New York Festival and, like... Um, be, get, do, do my first set on TV, yeah, and it was like very fucking exciting. Where was, was what was so the first set on TV? Where was that? It was just at this show, Adam Devine's house party. Oh yeah, it was like just a little showcase show, like yeah, three yeah. comics an episode. Who Pete Davidson was in my episode? Who just got hired at SNL? He's a funny little dude. Yeah, I'm not a little dude. He's like 21, uh, but he's a funny dude. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I watched just last night. I watched his. Uh, he was on the Weekend Update. Yeah, I saw that. It was you know cool. Um, he's a good guy, uh, but. Yeah, so, I mean, that's how it worked. Like, I was loving, I fully, 
was having a great time in LA and then SNL snatched me and like uh, didn't snatch me, you know, I, you know, jumped oh, through a million hoops. It's right. not like there's, right. but like, I was like, yeah, I was really having a good life out there. And then I went and panicked for a year in New York. <laughs> I really enjoyed Los Angeles. Like, yeah. Just doing comedy and, and camping was so fun. And then, you know, the day job wasn't terrible. No, that's, I imagine that's some decent pay. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's not, it's, you know, it's like entry level engineering work, but it's fine. You know, it's like 60 grand a year, which is great for, you know, a guy who doesn't care about his job. (laughs) It allowed me to, I wasn't rich, but I never had to like live in, you know, a shitty place. Even though um, I did date this girl for like seven years when we broke up in West Hollywood. West Hollywood's a nightmare. I would never recommend living there. I had a terrible time. Then I moved to, moved to Los Feliz, and that's like a real – that place was great. But uh, I broke up with this girl and moved into this mansion in the Los Feliz Hills with nine other people. Whoa. I think like five or six of them were – maybe eight of them were comedians. It was like a little comic house. And that was really – it was really fun. You survived that? Barely. Yeah. I mean, that was a lot of insanity happened in that house. Yeah. Yeah. I it was bet. really gnarly. Hey, uh, that just made me think of something. You know, I've heard like uh, Saturday Night Live after like the after the shows on Saturday. What happens after the shows on Saturday? You know, that's my least favorite part was the after party, man. Really? Yeah, because I mean, you just got done with like you know working your working your ass off all week. You just finished your job, and a lot of times. Most of the time, I was sad. You know, yeah. I just wasn't in the episode, or I got my sketch cut at the last second. And then you have to go to a party filled with a lot of people who are very excited because they're at the SNL after party, and that's so exciting and that's great. And all you really want to do is bitch about work with other people who work there. Yeah, you know. But I'm with you know me like agent who's very nice, my manager. Or, you know, friends who are visiting and they're like, this is really great. And I'm like, this fucking sucks, man. I wasn't in the, like, you're just really stressed out and surrounded by people who are like, you know, uh, very excited. And like, you know, I'm, I was not at that point. Where, where are those par- where are those parties? They're in the same place or no, they no. like kind of go all over the place. But then after that party, there is an after after party, which is it cuts down to a lot of a lot more people of just the cast kind of go I bet. to that. And that's, you know, you know, that's where you get pretty wasted. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are pretty fun. But then it sucks to like roll out and the sun's up and you're like, shit, I gotta go, I gotta go pitch to Lady Gaga in like 20 hours. I have no ideas. Yeah, for next okay. Week. I was gonna ask. Yeah, so what's the turnaround then? Sundays relax all day. Sunday then- is like you breathe. Me and my girlfriend would just kind of like lay around. You know, I'd go for a walk and lay around, and you know, I'd come up with ideas. I'd pitch her ideas. You know, for the show, and she'd kind of help me think of them. And then yeah, then Monday you go in, it starts immediately. Back, yeah, back yeah. to work. Yep. People are still maybe nursing the hangover. For sure. Yeah. I mean, the ap- there's like, you know, the best after parties are the ones before a break because you- you'll have like a week or two off. And oh, that's yeah. That's when you will drink more because, you know, if you're if it's the second sh- episode in a three episode run, you're like, no, I'm really tired. I've been there's two episodes in a row. Very hard. Right. I'm not going to go crazy tonight because I got to go do another week of work. So those after parties were always a little more chill. Were there people that, you know, like old, the like cast members that had been around you know, a lot longer that were like here telling you like legendary stories that everybody in the cast was, you know, Keenan, Keenan had been around, was the only guy who's been around for a long time. Bobby Moynihan has been around. This is his seventh season. Um, yeah, they all have really fun stories. Yeah. It's a place filled with funny stories. You know, as much as I didn't have a great time there, I've never laughed harder than I, the year I was there. Yeah. You know, sitting around with some of the funniest people in the world. There's a lot of people would pay money to have that opportunity. They're so, like, I laughed so hard on Tuesday writing nights, you know? Like, so hard. It was so fun. Um, But then at the same time, you know, other Tuesday writing nights, I was was so sad. Because it wasn't, you know, it just wasn't clicking. Nothing was funny. Is that Tuesday writing nights, I mean, you're all, like, just sitting in a room together? No, not at all. It's like, do your own thing. Have your sketches turned in by noon Wednesday. However you do it, I don't care. Yeah. So, I mean, you just like as a new cast member, it's tough to get, you know, you go around and I would go walk into writers rooms who I knew and I'd pitch them ideas. I'd have like 10 sketch ideas. I'd be like, okay, here's 10 sketch ideas. Do you, do you like any of these? And then whatever one they're like, ah, sometimes they'd be like, nah, I mean, I'm kind of, they would be like, I'm busy. And then that's like their way of saying like, sorry, no, I'm not. What gonna... were yours more, more based on like pop culture or like no. completely just, just weird stuff. Make them ups out of your mind. Yeah. Weird stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to think, you know, it was like. 
uh, it's weird. It's like, it, I don't really, I mean, I have them all written down in my book. There were so many of them. Like, like a, right, I'd play a dad who, when the daughter, like my daughter brings home the date immediately. The first thing I say is punch me in the stomach as hard as you can to the date. Like, and that's the idea, the basis of who this guy is of like, relax. That's not how you meet somebody's daughter or like, it's one of those, uh, these are the ones I thought of the other day. It sucks. I still think of sketch ideas and I'm like, oh. I can't turn that brain off. Uh, Damn. or like, you know how there's, um, there, there's like, uh, it, it, you can eat dinner in the dark. Like, and it's supposed to enhance your taste buds. It's oh, like yeah, this thing. You, you eat yeah. in complete darkness. And it's like, oh, then it's fun. And I wanted to do a guy who ordered fajitas at that restaurant. So he just keeps trying to eat fajitas. But he can't, <laughs> yeah. Shit I like that. It. Yeah, no, just sketches like that. Like, I wanted to do uh, the world's, like, best Olympic diver who couldn't swim. So he'd, like, nail his dive and then he'd fucking be like, oh, he's thrashing about. Like, Help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, um, uh, episode of Undercover Boss where I was just Bruce Springsteen with the mustache because he's the boss. Right. Yeah. And then just like everyone's like, hey, Bruce Springsteen. How like, didn't uh, that get used? Dude, I don't fucking know, that man. Really, I like that. That's yeah. Great. No, I yeah, I was just going. I'd pitch those ideas and then, you know. I remember, uh, you know, my like uh, I produce a morning show, you know, here in Minneapolis. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we had Andy Samberg in studio. It was when that movie Hot Rod came my, out. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, really? Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe that and MacGruber are amazing. Yeah. They're the they're my they're modern heavy Gilmore Billy Madison mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. MacGruber Hot Rod. Yeah. Those I agree. Two. I agree. Especially MacGruber. I like that one better actually. I you know, they're both so funny in their in different ways, but I appreciate Hot Rod for the fact that everything is a joke. Mm-hmm. Everything. So he was doing like you know touring you know radio stations to you know yep. get the word out about that movie, and I had a chance to uh, talk with him just briefly after with the radio thing, and uh, I was telling him like man I you know I think you're super funny on the show, and one of my favorites is uh, sketches that you've been in is when, and I described it to him, and it was the one where it was a. Um, it was sort of like a play on Alien, where the little like aliens coming out of his stomach. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, dude, thanks, man. It's one of my favorites." Lorne Michaels hates it, dude, for sure. That happens there. Yeah. yeah, I had a sketch that everyone loved. Everyone loved called "Little Buff Boys." It was like just the title would make the room laugh, and it was <laughs> like I fucking love this sketch so much. Uh, and yeah, Lauren was not a huge fan of it, but everybody else liked it. And then it got cut for time. It was going to close the Lena Dunn episode oh. and it got cut for time. And in it, that was a bummer. It was just, a, it was a sketch where little, it was about it was a little kids bodybuilding competition that Keenan Thompson hosted. And it was full, fully fucking insane. And it opened with photos of real little strong kids oh, where no. Keenan was singing like, uh, he had a song, even intro. He was like, little buff boys, little buff boys, squeezing and scrunching, smooshing and crunching with their buff little bodies, heads of boys, bodies of men, little buff boys. Today, today. And then like we came out and these little gold fucking unitards and uh, did flexing. And I wrote it with Tim Robinson and Zach Cannon, who those dudes are the two funniest writers. And Michael Bryan is so funny. And so, so many funny writers there. Um, but then uh, I came out. This is all stemmed. I used to do this character around the office who was just a shy bodybuilder. He was just really shy, and he wouldn't he wouldn't do anything. But then they would be like, pose, and then he'd pose and get embarrassed. <laughs> right. However, so then it developed into little buff boys, and then uh, it ended like he made us all pose, and I was really shy. I didn't want to pose or anything. And then it ended with Keenan like he kept vaguely. You could tell he would, had been in trouble before. He's like, okay, pose. All right, that's fine. I didn't touch nothing. That's fine. That's fine. He's just posing like <laughs> really funny stuff. And then he's like, all right, now I'm going to sing you out with a song I chose at random. And it was um, I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. No. So he's just screaming like, close your eyes, make a wish. And he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> and blow out a candle like yikes I'm gonna get in trouble again and then he's just screaming like I'll make love to you like you want yo boy yeah and while we are posing he's screaming this song at us and then it it closed with fucking the blue angels flying overhead (laughs) and it said little buff boy is is brought to you by the pentagon it was the fucking best and it got it murdered at dress 
and it was going to it was going to close the show at air and yeah he just put it last and it got cut god damn yeah and that yeah it's that really was a huge bummer it was a huge bummer one of the uh critiques that people have always uh not always but a a critique i've heard a lot over the years uh of snl is that the sketches don't there's no good ending do you know what i'm saying it's yeah it's hard man i mean i'll defend snl sketches forever because you know, but then so I, hard. Now, is there something to this? I heard once that uh, well, you know, the, the reason sometimes it seems like the endings are kind of uh, like it's not really there is because someone's keeping track of time and going out. Oh, you got to go. You got to no, shorten it. They'll never. Longer, they'll cut. They'll trim the fat. They'll trim the middle. But I don't think they're ever going to be like no ending, no time for ending. Uh, no, but like even like the night of. No, no night of. Absolutely, you'll do. I did a sketch at dress that was five and a half minutes, and they're like needs to be like two minutes. I was like, what? Yeah, less than half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then you just cut. I'll you just, skip just cut, word. cut, cut, yeah. um, And actually, I totally agreed with that one. It was for a sketch called Touch a Heat that again got cut for time. It, it was five minutes long. It's on Hulu. This one made it to Hulu, and I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was me and Keenan Thompson. Uh, we're, we're, uh, it was a barbecue talk show where we just ate ribs on the radio. Right? I, did I see you described you were yeah. smelling like barbecue for the next week? Oh, yeah. Smell like barbecue for a long, for all, at the after party, people were like, you smell like barbecue. And it wasn't in the live show. I was like, yeah, touch of heat wasn't dress rehearsal. Like, <laughs> but it was just me and Keenan being like, oh, this is a nice piece of barbecue. Oh, what do you think about that? Oh, it's a Carolina back rib. And it was really fun, but it was like five and it was like five minutes. And they're like, you got to cut it to like three. And it totally correct. Cuts are, they're right. And it would have been a great three minute sketch. Yeah. Instead, it went on Hulu as the five minute sketch that I'm like, eh, you know, I, the three minute sketch would have been like all, would have been perfect. For yeah. Them. So uh, the cuts, they're right, man. There's trim, trim that. Trim the shit. Sure, sure. Now, but now, let's talk about what you're doing right now, which is freaking stand-up. Yeah, and you're I've doing on, Acme all week. I've been on tour for four months. This is my final, this is the final leg of, this is the final shows of the Brooks Whelan Falls Back on Stand-Up Comedy Tour, <laughs> which I announced the day after I got fired. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. Of like, okay, I'm going to go be funny on my own terms. Yeah, yeah. Which is self-awareness. Uh, Did you have... Uh, did you have this tour planned? You know, I had a bunch of dates and then I just said, fill in, like I just announced the tour and I was like, fill in all of the holes. I just want to do stand up for a while. Yeah. And yeah, so it just kind of got, you know, I think originally there's probably like 10 dates spread over the four months and then it filled in. I probably did fucking 20, you know? Like it was a lot. Yeah. Like not 20 shows, like 20 weekends. It was, I've been gone. Uh, and I'm going to take a break. I'm uh, I'm going on. I'm going to do like a road trip from uh, New York to L.A. and camp along the way oh, wow. for two weeks. And that'll be my like go breathe moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is the last week of that. And I'm so stoked with where my stand up is. Like, I'm so happy with how it's going. right Awesome. Now. Yeah. Awesome. I couldn't be more proud of my set. Like you, you just did Conan last month. Just did Conan. Or, I last guess now month. it's two months ago since it's October. Or no, it wasn't. No, it was, it was, yeah, September. Right. It was in September. I yeah. did Conan, which was awesome. I watched it. Very yeah. good. It was good. Yeah. It's a weird, it's weird to do five minutes to, uh, you know, a bust in audience, you know, it's not comedy fans. They're, they're tourists who are seeing an episode of Conan. Yeah. And then you go and do, you know, I, my standup is like, you know, slightly weird. Like it's just kind of tell stories that are real nuts. Yeah. Um, and it's not jokes. There's not jokes as much as it is, you know, just story. Like, there are jokes in there, but it's not like I'm going to roll out there and be like, what's up with this? Um, right. So the crowd was okay, but Conan was Conan's like 10, no, maybe 10 yards away. And he was laughing so hard that that gave me so much confidence. Like, right off the bat, he was on board. He's such a fucking cool guy. Yeah. And Andy was laughing super hard. And Brett Galman was at the episode, who I know, who's a super funny comedian. He yeah. was laughing sitting yeah, there. Yeah. It was the best experience to like have those guys laughing, which is like all I cared about was making those dudes laugh because yeah. I just want to be respected, you know. And the people who I respect, if they like what I do, that's all that matters. And then if other people don't like what I do, I'm like, well, then you know, then it's not for you. You, uh, uh, I won't give a, I won't give away the story, but there's a uh, one part where you mention a Furby. Oh yeah, and that 
for sure. I, I you know I'm a, I'm a little bit older than you, but so for my generation, that uh, that Furby, I as soon as I heard that joke, I was like, holy shit, that's like, it wasn't me. Right. I would admit if it was me, but it wasn't me. It was my buddy, and I never really understood it. He had a uh, Cabbage Patch Kid and right. a Pound Puppy. Yeah, and only. <laughs> Yeah, Chick said, though. <laughs> I feel like it's relatable. You know, it's like, yeah, mine was a Furby, but it's a thing of like where you're a boy, but you like stuff girls like. Like, and it's it stinks. You have to hide it. Yeah. You have to hide who you really are. If like, I love Furbies, you know? Like, I'm not throwing this away. Yeah. I mean, that's what my set is a lot about, of like trying to mask who I really am mm-hmm. inside, which is a dude who I wish I had that fucking Furby today. <laughs> It's super fun. It's just you pet its belly and it says, thank you. Love that. <laughs> you had, Was it older brothers, sisters? Who did you have? In the, Two bro- older brothers. Um, nightmares when I was growing up. Great dudes now. I think that's how it works. I uh, think so. I, yeah. yeah, I'm the oldest. So, but, yeah. but I bet you used to be an asshole when you were 15 and now you're probably very nice to your siblings. Yeah, I, have a, I just have a younger sister. Yeah, I used to make her cry. Yeah. yeah. It's just and like then I found that out that she the whole time like idolized me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I idolized my brothers. Um, they would, yeah, they, uh, not great dudes. I talk, I talk about, I don't have an ending to this joke, but it's just how I really felt. When I was like five, I remember thinking like, as soon as I am as big as they are, I will kill these men. Like, I really wanted to do that. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just kind of ran around. But also why I like comedy. My oldest brother always had on stand up. Always. Like what? Um, like, uh, what was that one where people acted it out? It was Pulp, Pulp Comics. On Comedy Central. Oh, yeah. I remember like Jim Brewer's set of like tequila, like sneaking into the party. That was a belly. And I remember seeing that super young and thinking it was so funny. He loved stand up. He got me into Mitch Hedberg. You know, he was downloading Dane Cook from Napster. And I, I liked all that stuff, yeah. you know. So cool tastes they had for sure. Loved Led Zeppelin, you know, just like a, you're like, you're I, the idea of a cool older brother. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, I was always jealous of guys that had the cool older brother. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But they were more, they were older, they were like four and six years older than me. And they were, they, so I was never like in school with them. And they yeah. were buds and they shared a room. And I always had my own room, like next to my parents. I was like, ah, I'd rather be down in the basement. But <laughs> yeah, so they were cool. You know, the reason I got into comedy is because my oldest brother was a bartender at Penguins Comedy Club in Iowa. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. And I, when I was like 15, he got me in. And I remember I got to sit up front. And at the time, I was like, this is pretty cool. And now, as a comedian, I'd be like pissed that there was a 15-year-old up front. Like, right. like what is this kid doing here? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't be pissed because, you know, 15 is fine. But if it was like an 8-year-old, he'd be like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who did, did, who did you? So did you see comics coming through Iowa? No, never. You know, not – they don't – it's not really – I lived like an hour outside of the city. It's not like we went and did stuff yeah. at all. I would watch comedy. I mean, yeah, I don't think I ever really saw live stand-up comedy. Take pride in Jake Johansson? Didn't, just met him actually recently. Oh, really? You know, he's not like he's around Iowa. Right. He hasn't been in Iowa in like 30 years, I don't think. <laughs> but I mean, totally respect him. Yeah. But yeah, didn't know about him. He's like a Western Iowa dude. He, he didn't really start like in – the scene was so small. You know, real weird little scene. I want to write, I want to write like a movie or a show about like a small comedy scene because it is fucking crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Like the egos involved, and like the for no f- reason, right? Oh my god! Yeah. And like the the fights, and like it's insane. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. The Iowa scene when I was there it was just like so many people bitching and fighting, and I remember just being like nineteen of like. Like I think you know, just taking it so serious of like this is my life, this yeah. is what I'm doing, yeah, yeah. and like I'm hanging out with just like you know, like thirty. I'm nineteen. Like and my best friends are like thirty eight year old dudes going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I gotta get back up. Uh, you know, got to get back to college. They're like, stay and drink with me. <laughs> All right, okay. I'll Without you, I have to go home to my family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was gnarly, but you know. <laughs> In a cool way, I uh, we're, I've taken up a lot of your time. I want to bring up one more thing here, at least here. Cool. Um, I watched a video you did. You recorded a little bit of your day every day. Yeah, the second day. It's um, the I I dig it, man. I wanna um, 
grew up in Iowa, never really saw anything, didn't see the world at yeah. all. Like, you know, you don't really go on vacations when you're in the Midwest. It's just not a thing. Like, getting on a plane, like, I'm going to, you know, it's not like my dad's fault. He didn't have fucking money to fly five people. I've never flown anywhere with my parents. I've never been to California. Yeah. It's just uh, yeah. a thing. It's very it's a thing. normal it is a thing. to not travel in mm-hmm. the Midwest. Um, no, you know where we went? We drove to a lake, Lake Okoboji in Iowa. Absolutely. We would drive to um, the Wisconsin Dells. Yeah. We did that, that like did twice. That once. Did mm-hmm. that twice in my life. We went there and then just like, you know, had fun in a water park. Yeah. So like I moved to California. I'd never really left the Midwest and like fucking it was it opened my eyes so much to like how big the world was and like wanting to see it and i feel very privileged that i've created this life where i do get to travel and i don't have a day job like so i want to take advantage of that and also i love photography and cinematography so i just kind of wanted to like map this like traveling that i do so i started filming like one thing i did every day and also helps you to not waste a day to be like, I want to do something memorable today, yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, so I started doing that and it like was the most fun thing I'd ever done. I was I like, bet. I want to go camping this weekend. I want to get out of LA. I want to go see this. I want to go see this. I want to travel. And like, it was awesome. And I just started filming a second a day. And then in that year, you know, insanely enough, I got SNL. So that's included in that yeah. video of like going to New York, auditioning, moving, there being on SNL where, you know, the thing starts off, you know, I'm doing like what's up tiger Lily, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's just like a cool Monday show mm-hmm. in LA. And then like within, you know, four minutes of the video, it's like, Oh now I'm on weekend update. Like, so I just did that to try to, you know, just kind of document what I did that year. And it's fucking, it's such a great yeah. memory. I remember every day of that year of my life now because I just watch the video and be like, I remember being there. I do remember that. I do remember. I could tell you where I was every single day. And I'm trying to, I'm doing that again, but I'm not making the video because I felt like it would be like, it's kind of cocky to do the video once like you're on SNL, like to be like, look how great this is, you know, versus before I was just an engineer who did comedy at night. It wasn't like, Hey, I'm rocking, you know, so I don't want to do the video because I feel like I already did it. So and it's harder that I'm doing this. I'm just taking uh, like photography. So I'm doing a photo a day. Oh, okay. Of something I've never seen. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I mean that, you know, it won't be like viral or anything, but it's like the bet I take a photo and then like write about it every day. And then at the end of the year, you know, I'll just have a great memory of that year, you know, a kick ass slideshow. Yeah, a great slideshow. I could bore everybody with it. You should put it in slides. Yeah, it is great though. I recommend you know like trying to do something new every day. Yeah, you know? no, I think it's a great idea. I look. I want to. Yeah, I love traveling and being like nature and stuff. You know, if I got to be a travel host, that'd be the fucking best. Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna see a little outdoors in Minnesota here. You tell me. Absolutely. Yeah, I rent a car anywhere I go. Like if you're on the road as a comedian, rent a car. Yeah. You have to. Otherwise, you're stuck at the hotel. You're at the mercy of whatever Burger King you can walk to. Fucking get a car. It'll cost you like an extra $100, but you'll get to see wherever you are as opposed to just sitting in a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. I've, uh, it's a question I've asked a lot on this podcast is what do people do to fill the time? So and the- Yeah. I, tr- I like get out there. I like go and, you know, see things. Oh, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, mate. Oh, thank- yeah. I mean, that way I'm not going crazy. And also just like not wasting not wasting life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I'm kind of jealous. I wish I had time to get out and see things. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't be more lucky mm-hmm. with, you know, my with how it is. Like, get out, you know, travel all the time. It's like, okay, you fucking dude, sure. I have three kids yeah. and a fucking job. Yeah. yeah. I'll make a second a day. It'll uh-huh. be a nightmare. Yep. I have four jobs, an ex-wife, two kids, uh, a girlfriend. Yep. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm no, gonna hit the Midwest. I'll it, start with the Midwest and then go south. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I couldn't be luckier, yeah. you know, to be able to do that. We're fully aware. No, that's why somebody like me then then sees that stuff is like, man, that is cool to see. But also, you know, it would be cool. I have met people who have been like, I watched that video and I booked a ticket to you know to the Grand Canyon that day. Like, I just was like, I gotta go. So that felt that feels great. That like, holy crap, it does kind of you know i don't i don't care about inspiring anybody but it is cool if it does you know make people like get out of the normal day sure 
It's not a bad is, thing. Yeah, just getting stuck in a normal day is a is a bummer. What else? Is there anything else before we say goodbye? Is there anything else uh, do you think we should uh, mention going on with you? Or the Twitter? Mention your, where people find you on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I'm just on Twitter at Brooks Whelan. I'm working uh, today. I'm actually working on my website, which is like a travel site. Oh, okay. Which is like half travel, half comedy. So that'll be up. It's going to be like brookswhelan.com, hopefully within the next week or two, where you can just like, it's just like a lot of, fo- all these photos I've been taking, you know, and videos I make and shit. Sweet. Yeah. Just making shit. I'll update that on the, uh, I put all this stuff on the uh, No Laugh Track Facebook page. I'll be sure and put some of your stuff up there. That's, yeah. Good. Do it. Yeah. Right on. Check Anything out else? Website. No, I mean, if I'm in your area, come see me do stand-up comedy because that's what I like doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm better at it than sketch comedy. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> well, uh, I've, I, I didn't. I was hoping, like I was saying, we had the brief conversation. I was hoping at one point we were going to record tomorrow because then I was going to come to your show tonight. Oh yeah, so, I still might. I might see you later tonight. Who knows? Come, it's fun. I, I want to. From what I've seen on online, yeah, I don't put a lot online either. I try to kind of hold those close to my chest. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you the know. Conan's out there. So Conan's out there. This. Yeah, no, absolutely. But like, I don't put a lot out because you know I want it, you know, for like a special. You just see it for the first time. There. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, continued success, sir. Oh, thanks, man. This was this was fun. Hopefully, you didn't come across like an asshole, <laughs> which is all I'm scared of is being an asshole, <laughs> which I definitely am sometimes. <laughs> well, I know the feelings. Yeah, <laughs> we're in it together. Don't worry about totally, it. Totally. Yeah, I don't want Roseanne mad at me. <laughs> I send these to her first, and then she. We don't even put them out until she gives it the thumbs up. So good. We'll good, see. Good. All right. As long as she okay's it. Thanks, Brooks. Thanks.